Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Mixelar. Good morning, NLH. This morning, we're going to be talking on peace. But I don't feel peaceful this morning. I feel I have an anticipation of joy, love, hope, all combined to make me peaceful this morning. And this morning is our second Sunday in this season of Advent. Last week, Dr. Olive spoke on hope, as you heard from Sister Karen, and it spoke about the anticipation of hope and the interruption of that hope. And so this week, our theme is on peace. And I just want to ask you a question. What is peace? What is peace? And so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me so I can ask the Lord to bring his peace into our lives as we share, as I share the word this morning. Father, let your word bring transformation this morning. Father, let your word bring change in my life first. And in the lives of all who are listening to me, let it bring change and transformation in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Inner peace is what we are asking for. So what is peace? The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. But whether peace or shalom, it depicts a positive experience. Peace is not void of war or conflict or that someone will not get into trouble, but expressing the salutation of peace is conveying the highest good to be bestowed on someone. And this is not a part of my message, but I just want to share an experience that I had um, about two years ago when I thought that my whole world was crumbling and that my family was going through a crisis. And anybody who know me know that if you hurt my children or my grandchildren, I am torn to pieces. I am not strong then, I am not bold. I just have to go to Nice City. I had an issue with my back and I needed surgery, but I thought that I did not want to do surgery because I thought I would be left crippled. And so I was being polite. And so I went to the, um, the surgeon to have words with him, but I just thought I was going to be condescending and just go. But when I went, a peace that I cannot explain to this day came over me and allowed me to carry out the surgery. I know full well I may, I could have been crippled for life. But I decided at that time, it was not my decision, I promise you, it was not my decision that I should go ahead with the surgery. And here I am. That piece is something even to this day, I cannot explain it. But I can walk, I can dance, and I know how. And it's ironic that I'm asked to share this piece because I have, been ex I have experienced peace. And so I want to ask you, have you experienced peace? 
Have you experienced peace? I have. Do you desire peace? Do you desire peace? Yes. In the next three weeks, thank you, my sister, we will be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Christmas season. This is to remind us of the real reason for the season. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Mary is called the Queen of Peace. Not only because she was the mother of Jesus, but also because of her unique experience, having been confronted with the most troubling of situations, a young girl of her time or of any time in our history could find herself in. Mary was in the happiest time of her, her life. And I want us to just walk that through with me. She was in this great anticipation of a long and fulfilling life with Joseph, her espoused husband. But I believe it, it is my belief that having a relationship with God, God was pleased with her. So he sent his angel Gabriel to bring her and the world the good news that would change all of humanity. Peace is not just absence of trouble, war, or conflict. Peace should not affect any trouble, danger, or sorrow that we could find ourselves in. Mary, being favored by God, was about to be given the peace of God, as she would find peace with God. But when she was confronted with that news, she found it disturbing and she was frightened. Any of us would be frightened. The angel of the Lord told Mary not to be afraid. The angel also told the shepherds not to be afraid when giving them the good news of Jesus in Bethlehem. The angel of the Lord spoke both to Mary and the shepherds. And the scripture in Luke 2, 19 to 21 tells us that Mary treasured up and pondered those words in her heart and the shepherds returned home glorifying and praising God. It was peace, perfect peace on all sides. This Advent season of hope and peace bring Christians the most fulfilling fulfillment as we have the full assurance of salvation we anticipate the celebration of the birth of Jesus, peace in our neighborhoods, peace to our families, peace with our friends, and even our unseen neighbors. When I look around, I can see peace and goodwill towards each other. I just have a question. What are the types of peace we should strive for? The one that comes to mind is inner peace inner peace. Jesus brought peace even before he was born, born. His name was proclaimed as wonderful, counselor. But despite all the other names, the most profound is Prince of Peace. Today we can speak peace to our calm, peace 
to ourselves, to calm our situation, to calm our circumstances, because we have a relationship with the Prince of Peace. We have a relationship with the giver of peace, the one on whose name we can call, name above all names, worthy of our praise, our Prince of Peace. Jesus broke down the wall of hostility that separated the Jews from the Gentiles. And here we are in this family of God. He restored relationships within his own family, between Mary and Joseph, because as you know, Joseph thought of putting Mary away quietly. They were at peace even in this situation. True heartfelt peace comes from God and means more than material prosperity and physical safety. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 11 depicts peace as spiritual well-being, completeness, stability of mind, yielding to God, and exercising goodwill to all we encounter. Romans 12 and verse 18 admonishes us, if it is possible, as it depends on you to live at peace with everyone. Making peace takes real effort. In Psalms 34 and verse 14, and 1 Peter 3 and verse 11, encourages us that if we are to be in good relationship with Christ, we should seek peace and pursue it. Let not our sins separate us from the peace of God. Paul in Philippians 6 and verse 11 to 15 tells us to put on the whole armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And he went on further to say, stand firm with your belt of truth buckled around your waist with the blessed breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fit, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Matthew 5 and verse 9 speaks of the peacemaker. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Not the peacekeepers who avoid conflicts or who maintain peace by staying clear of disagreements, but to resolve situations peacefully with others and within themselves as children of God. Let our minds be peaceful this morning and our thoughts be centered on the goodness of God because of his wonderful purpose of salvation is mission accomplished. We are justified by faith, and now we have been reconciled with Christ. The peace of God in Philippians 4 and verse 7 is the peace that surpasses all comprehension, that shall guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. This does not seem reasonable to the human mind, that peace can exist in the midst of trouble, and we as Christians can that we as Christians can and will encounter. James 1 verses 2 says, 
consider it pure joy that your endurance will be developed and that God's peace will fully saturate us, overwhelm us, overtake us. Paul said he was content in any and all circumstances. And he de demonstrated that he had this peace even when he was in jail at Philippi. Can you imagine being in jail and being contented? I cannot even imagine it. But Paul sang and rejoiced, praising God and remained confident that God was being gracious to him. He later preached the good, the good, the good news of goodness and mercy to the jailer and led him and his family to salvation. Who or what is the source of your peace this morning? I just want to throw that out so you can think on this for a while. Who or what is the source of your peace? God alone brings peace. Are you experiencing the peace that Jesus promised that night before he gave up his life for us? In John 14 and verse 27, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, nor let, it, let, let your heart be fearful. In Philippians 4 and verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, and again in Hebrews 13 and verse 20, I'm going to quote those scriptures again if you're making notes, Philippians 4 and verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23, and again in Hebrews 13, verse 20, he is called the God of peace. Jesus Christ is the one who gives peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Notice he said, my peace, his own personal peace. That same deep, settling peace that his mockers and tormentors could not unravel. He had the same peace while he was washing his disciples' feet. Knowing that Judas was plotting to betray him, he being God, he knew everything. And in his, his imminent death was weighing heavily on his mind. Because these things, I walk through them as if they were my experience at times. I walk through them and it, I, it bothers my mind. I cannot even fathom. He said, not my will, but thine be done. He was contemplating his death, not just any death. The weight of our sins was upon him. You and I, our sins was on him. The death on a cross, the worst type of death. They spat on him. Still, he was at peace. Pontius Pilate, who knew that Jesus was innocent, thought that he could wash his hands and rid himself of that responsibility for his decision to order Jesus to be crucified. It should have brought him peace, but sadly, it did not. History made known 
that they both kill themselves. It comes to reason that they found no peace. We thank God, though, for his plan for humanity. We bless God this morning for the plan of humanity. He saw us. He said he saw my needs. He saw my wants. He saw our world going down in destruction. The birth, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Prince of Peace, fulfilled the promise of the Holy Spirit to counsel, to convict, and to comfort us so we can live lives pleasing unto him. For this gift of peace, that we have received, eternal life is ours if we choose. His word is always true. But we lack peace though, and I want you to understand, because we do not take the time to pursue it, to acquire it, and to guard our peace. God's peace requires discipline. I'm going to say that again for emphasis. God's peace requires discipline. He commands in Psalms 46 and verse 10 to be still and know that I am God. And to those whose minds are steadfast and fixed on him, he gives the gift of peace. Colossians 3 and verse 15 reminds us that let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always, in all things, in all your ways, be thankful. In closing this morning, I want to leave an acronym for peace with you. The P represent praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. That can be found in Psalms 106 and verse 1. The E says, exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. For he is holy in Psalms 99 and verse 5. The A, and he said, my presence, that's the conjunction, and his presence, and he said, my presence shall go with thee, with you, with I, and you and I, his presence will go with us, and I will give thee rest in Exodus 33 and verse 14. The sea in peace stands for commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Psalms 37 and verse 5. Every word of God, he in peace, is every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Proverbs 30 and verse 5. Peace. The word peace stands for, I want to leave that with you this morning, pray every day and cherish everyone. Peace. 
I leave with you. Peace be unto you. The Lord bless you and keep you this morning. 